Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday, the last day of the week for the for the podcast. Uh, Sheila and I have enjoyed uh, sitting across from the table from each other, just kind of discussing um, while the mic is on and discussing between episodes here while the mics are off. Uh, it's been a good it's been a good time. Uh, the yeah, last thank you for hour and a half me. or so as we've been kind of yeah. like hunkering down and getting ready for the podcast here. It's for a the, real honor for the week. to be a part of it. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you. It's been fun having you on the other side of the table. So here we go. Um, well, no, we can't. Move oh, on yeah, we, I need to get. I know. I know you're already a loser because you didn't get the 12 points. Mm, thanks okay? for that. That keeps me humble. <laughs> we're, po- we're positive I'm here. a loser, but I win nothing even if I won. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you're at eight points. All right. You have three more questions to go. Okay. Um, there's no way you can get 12. I know. Okay, but we're I trying. We're, but right. we're trying to get 11. But okay. We'll see. But, you, but so far, you've been very consistent with getting two out of the three, right? right. So we'll see if the same happens yeah, today. Yeah, I wonder how the listeners have done, if they've done better. We can give you a consistency award. Possibly, okay, all right. If you get right. two of the three oh, right all here. right. Okay. okay. Um, what is the name of the book about breakfast food? Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. Ding, ding, ding. See, here we go. Who is the king of the mud? Of the mud? King of the mud. I don't know. I got to think of a little hint. It's not a tortoise, but another animal similar to the tortoise. A hare? Oh, wait, that's the rabbit. Right. A tortoise. I'm not good on the spot. This is more of the tortoises are more land animals, but what's similar to a tortoise that's more of a water? A turtle? Pot. Yeah, okay. Turtle, Yurtle the turtle? Yurtle the turtle! Okay, yes, okay. Right. we'll give you that point. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I earned because, that. Because I don't know if you're going to get this last one, oh, so I'm right. trying to make you be consistent okay, and get right, the thanks. consistency award. Thank you, okay. I appreciate that. So how many children and grandchildren did Dr. Seuss have? What? How many Do you children? think people know this? Um, well, it's a surprising answer. How many children and grandchildren? Because you might. Think, oh, maybe he never had kids. Maybe zero. Zero is the answer. Oh, that was just a guess. Yes, but you're the way you asked me. I know exactly. Made me think I should try to right. guess zero. Right? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> no kids and no grandkids. Huh? Doctor Seuss. That's interesting. But he wrote all these books for yeah young younger readers. Aw. Yeah. So uh, well, we will it's give been you... fun playing. Thank you well, for oh, having me. Thank you. Me. Our consolation prize is. There's uh... only been a couple of things I'm embarrassed of: <laughs> over Iceland, Hudsonville, oh, okay. a hair connected to the tortoise. <laughs> you know, only only a couple moments where I've been totally humbled, but that's about right with my personality. But you know what? We, we have lots of grace on the podcast. <laughs> totally. She has lots of grace. Yeah, I, yeah. Those. Yeah. Hopefully, people tuned tuned in late. <laughs> <laughs> missed me in a game show. So are you an expert in Dr. Seuss? Mm, no, gonna, probably we'll not. We'll give you about a B. We'll give you about a B, not a B plus. If just they, about a B. you know what? If all of the questions were how on the Grinch stole Christmas, I would have totally oh. been amazing. Okay. <laughs> because that's my favorite Dr. Seuss book. Well, this is one that's coming off my head and I don't know the answer, but what was the name of the little girl? Right, Cindy Lou Who. See, so you, there you go. Yeah. Maybe that counts for three points yeah. right there, and you did win. Maybe. Well, that his that book has an 
excellent message. It definitely does. I actually read that one to my first graders and talk about the meaning of Christmas. Great book. Yeah. So you can redeem anything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we are, listeners. Uh, Sorry about the last three or four minutes, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. We like to have fun around here. Matthew 26, 17 through 25 is what our focus is for today. Um, This is the first part of the section called The Last Supper. Uh, Next week, um, Steve and his um, guests will be um, diving in a little bit further into the story. We're just going to go up through verse 25 here. Um, So here we go. The Last Supper, Matthew 26, 17. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man. Who who has any idea who that certain man is? I don't know. Okay, but go into the city to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. And then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. And Jesus answered, You have said so. All right, Sheila. (laughs) What about this one? (laughs) I know. Um, Well, when I guess I sat with this one for a long time and didn't know how I wanted to respond to this. Uh, Likewise. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just... I, um, in fact, the first thing that's written in my notepad was just a prayer to God asking him to give me wisdom Mm -hmm. because um, it's similar to what I had thought about when I read yesterday's passage. Like, really, God, like you write in here, surely it would have been better if he hadn't been born. And that it was hard for me to read um, because I just kept asking God, but didn't somebody have to, like, do this work? I mean, you had to die on the cross. Didn't you need somebody to betray you and hand you over? And didn't you need somebody to carry out your plan? And um, as I prayed for wisdom and sat with God with my real life, real questions, it just kept coming back to me, no. I could have done this a different way. I didn't need, I mean, it was predicted that this would happen, but he could have played out his plan without Judas betraying him. Um, Jesus knew that Judas would. So, and God just told me to stop and pause and let him be God and all that. I didn't need every single answer, Mm -hmm. but he just came back to me saying, you know what? God didn't want that. And he didn't need that. And Judas didn't he wasn't born to be Jesus's betrayer it could have played out differently cuz god doesn't make us sin he's only good our sin is our choice um and god can redeem the brokenness and he can restore us and he can bring us back into 
relationship with him when we do sin, but he does not cause us to sin. That is out of his character. And so I just, um, I think asking God for wisdom in this passage, um, he gave it to me. Hmm. I didn't get all of my answers, all of my questions answered, but I did walk away with peace because, um, because it just reminded me of who God was and God again is only good. Right. And I, I kind of like circled that, those words too, but woe to that man who betrays the son of man. And I'm like, that could, that doesn't just have to be Judas in this, you know, it could be anybody who is encounters Jesus, but doesn't, but doesn't receive Jesus, you right. know, and doesn't, doesn't understand him as being the Messiah, as being the the rescuer, like we mentioned earlier this week, right? Right. But woe to that man, woe to that woman, woe to that girl, woe to that boy who 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 knows and has heard about Jesus, but betrays and rejects. Right. You know, like like the goats that we talked about on was that Tuesday? Maybe we talked about the yes. sheep and the goats. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, like we're accountable for our actions and. Judas was accountable for his actions. Um, what we have as Christ followers is Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. So we're accountable, but when we repent and ask for forgiveness, we have a God who forgives. Yes. And um, I, I sat with this passage, and this might sound strange, and I know it's like going out to more people than just you, so it feels private to say like my inmost thoughts, even though I know it's on like, I don't know who all listens, mm-hmm. but I, I a little bit was like praying, God, I hope that Judas changed. Like, I hope that after he did this terrible thing, I hope he asked for forgiveness. And I, I mean, it was, it just felt strange to me that I was praying for Judas, mm-hmm. like Jesus's betrayer, but I don't want people to go to hell and I don't want eternal judgment on anybody and honestly that lies in our choice like are we going to accept what jesus did on the cross for us or are we not Mm -hmm. um and i just i I sat there with this passage thinking boy i hope i hope he asked for forgiveness Mm -hmm. because god's a forgiving god and god forgives but we're accountable for our choices especially if we don't um if we don't accept Christ into our hearts as our Savior. Right. And at this point in the story, Judas wasn't doing that. And so even at the beginning when it says, one of you is going to betray me, there's just this little line. They were very sad. Yesterday's passage, today's passage, it just left me feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that line, I mean, the disciples said, surely you don't mean me, Lord. And then even Judas, right, in verse 25, says the same thing. Well, surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. I know. Do you think he said it cockily? That actually ticked me off, too. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, he knows he's about to do it. Because just a couple hours uh, before, he had agreed, right, for 30 pieces of silver to, right. to do it. I know. Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. I know. Do you think he said it like that? Like, sort of like... We don't know. The uh, tone of voice, we don't know. I know. I couldn't believe that when I read it. It just caused me to pause and think, what? I, Maybe I he was the... I mean, he heard the other 11 say it, and he felt like he had to say it too, so that they wouldn't look negatively upon. I don't know. Maybe, but Tom, seriously, like, here he is about to betray Jesus. Jesus knows he's going to do it. Yep. 
wouldn't that make you stop right alone there? Like, oh, this man who's God actually knows my thoughts and mm. actions. Like, that would cause me to be like, oh, yeah, he's actually God. I'm going to not do this. Mm-hmm. But he still does it. It's yes. mind-blowing yep. to me. Yep. And that just made something that I had not written this down, but I know our passage only goes up through verse 25 here. But I believe Judas is still in the room later in the evening when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. I believe he's still in the room. And for, isn't that amazing that our Jesus, our Savior, our Rescuer, knew Mm -hmm. that Judas was going to do this, but still washed his feet? You know what, Tom? Because I think he, I think he wants the best for us. And I think he's only good and he's good to all people. I mean, his favor is on believers and unbelievers. It's not just believers. His goodness covers a lot of people. Sure it does. We, we have to keep seeing that in him. Right. And then we have to accept the invitation. Right. And when we fail, we have to sit at the foot of the cross. Because that's where we are going to be restored and forgiven. Right. And it's not just a one time standing at the foot of the cross. Oh, been there, done that. This is, it's a constant, right? It's a constant. Like in my life, it's a constant like saving. Like I, like I realize, okay, wow, I really goofed up there. I need to go to the foot of the cross once again. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think our for our salvation, when we asked, I think you would agree, like when we ask Jesus into our hearts and we are sincere and we want a relationship with him, like that's a one-time thing. Oh, correct. Yes. And I believe he really does come in and he restores us and forgives us. But I also think it's a ongoing because we want to continually look like him. Right. And we fall short. So we have to keep coming back to say, I'm sorry. Right. Will you forgive me? I want it. I want another chance. And he's so grace gracious at saying, "Yeah, I forgive you. I, I the blood of the lamb is covering you." Yep, yep. I he, took care of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and as I think, the more we want relate right relationship with Jesus, I think that's actually when I start to realize more and more my need for him, mm. because I I think the closer I become to my savior, the more I realize I'm so, so, so broken. Mm -hmm. But yet at the same, in the same breath, I don't have to live in viewing myself as so, so, so broken because I can start taking on the view of who God says I am and I'm redeemed and I'm restored and I'm a child of his. I'm a daughter of the King. Mm -hmm. Like when you asked, who am I really? There's so much beauty in saying I'm a daughter of the King who loves me in spite of who I am and who pursues me. And when I pursue him, I start to know more of him. Right. It's really special. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up this week, Sheila, okay, uh, what is, what is a challenge that we can leave our listeners? What is a, 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 I don't want to use the word nugget because that sounds so little. (laughs) Can it just be, don't be a goat? (laughs) (laughs) Stay on the path. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> that so was I mean, day two, everybody. Right, right. In case you didn't listen on Tuesday, right? Um, but, but, but for me, like you, you keep bringing up, you know, the broken world that we live in. I think we saw that a lot in these five passages this week. Let, let's let's engage with the broken world, mm-hmm. okay, that we live in. Let let's give our best. 
Mm-hmm. Let's let's be productive for the king. Now Satan doesn't want any of that, so he's going to do anything he can to wreck it. Okay, right. but let's come back to the foot of the cross. Okay, mm-hmm. time and time again, when we realize we haven't given our best. Okay, receive that forgiveness um, and that encouragement again from our from our Savior, and just just continue giving our best. Right. I agree, Tom, and I think as we engage with that broken world. Some of why people walk away from, well, what I believe why some people are walking away from Christ is because they are disillusioned with who he really is. Oh, yes. And he is really good. Mm-hmm. So as we as Christ followers in the midst of the brokenness and the hard, I mean, our family has lived a lot of hard. And yet in the midst, when we give testimony to the goodness of our father in the midst of the brokenness and the hard, in the in the midst of like everybody's excessive ambition, they're wanting more money, the greed, the want more control, all the things that led Judas to make terrible mistakes. We do that too. Mm-hmm. So in the process of just saying, you know what, this world is broken, but we have a good God mm-hmm. and collectively in community, we can point each other to a good God. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep having the conversation. Amen. Amen. And so listeners, as as you go into your weekend, may that good God bless you. May that good God keep you. May that good God um, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And um, may he bless your weekend. May he bless your living more and more like him and becoming more and more like him every day. And um, we pray that for you. We pray that for ourselves, for Sheila and myself. And um, yeah. Thank you for listening this week. And Sheila, thank you so much for being my guest. It was true honor. Thanks for having me. Go and serve the Lord, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.